This is Toolbox.Vet, a guide for providers and advocates working with veterans. Thanks for listening. Victor Nzunza here, Policy Analyst for Swords of Plowshares. I'm here with Tyler Solorio. We're going to be talking about veteran employment. Tyler, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, happy to talk about that. I think something that we can both definitely talk on, and I think a lot of other veterans can also talk about this, is one of the ways the military draws us in to, you know, just one of the things, I, I guess we could call it a market, marketing technique or whatnot, of how the military tries to draw on recruits is talking about it developing like a professional skill set. Like even if you don't go and become a lifer in the military, the skill sets that you're going to pick up in the military are going to be great for the civilian world. It's going to look good on your resume and a lot of like other kind of like similar elements of talking about this. And so what I'm kind of thinking about and what I think is interesting is about, you know, how does that relate to how we join? And also like what, what was the reality behind that, right? A, a lot of veterans, at least statistically, like I've seen quite a few sources. So the Institute for Veterans and Military Families at Syracuse University, if I'm recalling properly that they're the right source, um, have done a lot of work when talking about actual employment and veterans and same thing with uh, the Rand Institute. And we see that there is a lot of challenges when it comes to veteran employment and veterans just kind of either being hired into the job or being retained. Uh, generally, like a huge amount of veterans leave the first job that they get after they join the military within the first year. I know for me personally, like, yeah, well, I did develop a lot of really awesome skill sets and it gave me a lot of different discipline. I felt like there was a lot of challenges translating that into the workplace and also kind of getting employers to take my military background seriously. I don't know what your experience has been if you want to share it. I, I would agree. So on a lot of those points, uh, I think there is that impression that you get when you do join that you'll you'll gather a specific skill set while you're in that people will take you serious as a leader and all of this kind of um you know all these kinds of things which isn't wrong necessarily you do learn a lot of skills and certainly i've learned a lot of skills that i still use today not all of them on my job however i think that there's still um there's still this this um, understanding that the ball's in your court as a veteran so to speak, when you get out, you kind of do um, what you what you choose to do with what you've learned, and you continue to develop those skills. Or even uh, if you're not going to develop skills that you that you learned in the military, you find another outlet for what you want to do, and you leverage the benefits that you have, and you try to make the best of it. Uh, I think that for the most part, I think um, employers do to a certain degree, take um, veterans um, seriously as applicants, a lot of them um, more specifically than others. So I think that there are a lot of companies that do a great job at trying to market and recruit veterans. Uh, some just simply don't have, I guess, the understanding of what hiring a person who is uh, who has served in the military might be, uh, why it might be beneficial for them to do that. And so that has a lot to do with you know, public knowledge. What do people know? Um, I think that ultimately, uh, one of the things that's important to note is that that lack of knowledge can actually translate into how people perceive you 
as a potential candidate for any position. So I think that that's one of the fundamental things that we would hope to change um, is that everyone sort of sees the value in hiring a veteran. Um, you know, it's not, it's not like anyone's asking for a handout, you know, that, that does come up sometimes. And I think that that's completely false. I think that veterans have already proven themselves in, in the military. And then when they get out in the civilian world, they have, um, I think a unique ability to do the same. Uh, it just depends on what resources they have, uh, what information people who are doing the hiring have, and how they further those skills, like I said. So if you were um, an engineer or, or anything else really in the military and you decide not to do that anymore, you get out, uh, you have to kind of figure out what your strategy is. So if your goals are to actually develop new skills, then you got to look out there and find out what those resources are. And luckily enough, there are a lot of people that want to help veterans. So it can, it can take some time to kind of find out who will actually be uh, willing to kind of have your back in that situation, but certainly it's not impossible. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It does feel like, at least when it comes to employers, the responses drastically vary. There's times where I've personally experienced employers where it's like, yeah, we saw, you know, your military background and we thought that that made you a really strong candidate because we know you're capable of this, this, and this and handling these type of situations, which was cool to, to get that feedback from an employer because I feel like there are a lot of times where employers aren't necessarily telling you that. And so, you know, nobody, you're, you aren't sending out a resume and getting feedback on your resume from people who end up rejecting you or something like that. And, um, and so hearing that, but then on, on the flip side, I've also had people who have looked at my resume and being like, oh, you don't have enough professional experience. And, you know, I was freshly out from undergrad. Um, at that point, I'd been six years in the military. I had been doing who knows how much paperwork and kind of being in an office environment. And then on top of that, I had like three or four internships under my belt. And so to hear for an entry level position that I didn't have enough quote unquote professional experience despite six years in um, on top of all of that internship experience, which everybody talks about as being so critical, I was kind of just like flabbergasted and like, do you do not know what the military is? Uh, in some ways, I feel like some employers treat the military as like an extension of like a hobby or an extended Eagle Scouts or something like that. <laughs> Where, yeah, where it's like, okay, what, what did you think I was doing for that six years? Like I was in this intensive environment. I was doing office work. I was doing a bunch of other work outside of that. Um, but it, it just feels kind of hard to convey or to get a point across where it was like, this wasn't even just a 40 hour a week job. Obviously there's times where your entire life that week is that job. And the kind of hours that you're calculating, you can't even necessarily calculate because you're still on call even while you're asleep. And so that, that's just definitely a challenge where I've seen whether it's, you might have an employer who is understanding and that's usually, I feel like a good sign of an employer is to see that level of understanding. And then on the flip side, having an employer just be completely dismissive of that experience. But then that's also kind of demoralizing because you're like, I was in there for six years. What was the point? And I think that's also interesting, at least in my experience of like, that was a lot of the jobs that I was getting early on. Even if I didn't have uh, my degree at that point, 
I felt like I was a, like, yeah, I could easily get an entry level retail position or entry level, just like position that was something that was minimum wage worthy. But they didn't seem to get to a point where it's like, yes, I did not have an official leadership role. There was times where I was doing leadership stuff. I was doing leadership paperwork. Leadership was passing off tasks to me. That was the equivalent of their work. And just even trying to communicate that. Yeah, I think the, the, the job market, um, you know, that's something that's always, it's, it fluctuates a lot. And so depending on when you get out, you might have a better chance at finding an actual decent position. But even, even then, um, I had similar experiences, like you said, where you're applying for a lot of positions and, you know, you, you assume that that, that, um, that military service will carry you through enough to get you at least into an entry-level position, and then you can develop some work experience, maybe complete your degree, and then move from there. Um, but I don't think that that was the case. And, you know, to be fair, I want to give uh, employers the benefit of the doubt and assume that when they see military service on your resume, they say, oh, well, that's great. You know, that's a, a plus, right? So they do factor that in, perhaps. Um, but ultimately, I think sometimes it just comes down to how applicable your skills are to the job. Um, and sometimes maybe they don't understand how it could apply uh, your military service, the jobs that you did in there. And especially in your situation, you know, six years is a significant amount of time to be developing skills in a professional environment. Um, however, there are times where they don't understand and so therefore they can't apply it to the current position that you're applying for. And then I would say that um, there's times when they do understand, but just that alone isn't enough to carry through to get the position. And so there's a lot of factors and perspectives involved in this. And I think ultimately veterans have to understand that if they don't get the job, there's probably a legitimate reason most of the time, I would say. Um, and to, to try to understand that reason and not, you know, not get offended and not necessarily um, get discouraged either. Um, but whenever you do apply for a job, that's a question you should be asking yourself if you don't get it. Well, what would have made me a better candidate? And if you're lucky, sometimes um, employers will actually give you that feedback. And I've gotten that feedback in the past where I didn't get the job and they would say, well, we like this and this on your resume. Uh, however, you need to have this, this, and this on your resume to really be a competitive candidate for this position. I actually had somebody tell me, if you go back and do these things and you come back and talk to me um, when you're done, you know, I might consider hiring you then. Um, ultimately, I had to pursue that opportunity, but I did really appreciate that because when you are trying to get into a new field, it's, it's good to know, like, what are those valuable skill sets that are available to, to you, like, to learn? If you don't learn them, you can't really be competitive. So I think it's good to try to be level-headed about it. Um, you know, everybody needs to have a job. It's a fundamental um, right, I think, you know, for you to be able to have some sort of employment and be able to provide for yourself. And you know, the best that you can do is remain level-headed when you don't get that job. Uh, don't take it too personally. Try to learn from that. Ask questions. Uh, and that's, that's how you actually start to get ahead.
That's really cool to hear on that part, uh, actually getting like that level of detail of feedback. I personally haven't experienced that, but that also makes me want some more, like if I were in that position to actively see if I could get that kind of feedback, because that also doesn't necessarily, and I feel like, you know, the process of just even applying for jobs now compared to uh, a decade ago, uh, two decades ago is so different. And, uh, and it's so much more like in a way where you don't have that same kind of human conne uh, connection or contact. But so that actually brings up an interesting point, though. I remember I was giving a, a presentation at an HR conference. And, uh, and one of the things I had asked the audience, because like there, there is that like disconnect on like both ends. So there's like we, I think we as veterans have to understand that there's ways that we have to like try and like articulate uh, what we like, what our jobs were or what our skill sets are to the best of our ability, because there are a lot of things things that civilians don't fundamentally understand. And so like a question I had posed to the audience was, uh, how many of you are in leadership roles or uh, in like senior roles with people under you and you are actively training those people to replace you? Nobody rose their hands in the audience. It kind of gave like a weird look, like, like me training like one of like my employees to replace me, like, you know, because we live in a world of competitive job markets, all that jazz. And, uh, you know, why would you want to train somebody who could eventually replace you? Like you're trying to have job security or whatever, right? And, um, but then immediately, like the point I illustrated, I was like, in the military, that's a norm. You train to be replaceable. Um, if you are looking at a person of a particular rank or a person who is in this particular job, or maybe they didn't have an official leadership role or something like that, you have to understand that, yes, that may have been officially what that person was and like what their primary duties were. That person is also trained to take over the role of the person who is above them, uh, who has a lot more duties and might be in a leadership role. And I was like, because we we function in this military system of which lives can be at risk. And if a person who's higher up than you, unfortunately is taken out of the picture, is killed, something like that, um, you need to be able to step up to, to the plate as necessary to be able to accomplish those same tasks. That mindset clearly doesn't exist in the civilian world. Um, and it's a normal thing in the civilian world for all of our tasks. Whatever your military occupational specialty is, you are trained to replace the person who's above you. And, and that kind of like shocked them where they were just like, oh, that was not even something that I even thought about. And it's just like, well, yeah, why would you? Why, why would you as a civilian have that kind of ins and outs of knowledge that, oh, hey, by the way, this is a total normal thing within the military career that they're trained to this capacity. But then it's also the same thing like on soft skills, which oftentimes the things that are the things best marketed about veterans where it's like, yeah, your occupational specialty may not specifically be the job that you want to do anymore, but you've developed all these unique soft skills that you aren't trained for in college necessarily, that you, you don't develop in the same way, uh, talking about leadership, teamwork, there's a lot of ways where it's just like, there's nothing you could do in college that is a group project that will ever be tantamount to the group work that you do in the military. That's true. And like you said, I, nobody's training the next person to replace them. It seems like counterintuitive and it's probably why you got some strange looks from people. Um, however, I know I can say the same thing when I was uh, in the Marine Corps. So my, you know, my primary designation was a field wireman and that does not exist anymore. So that MOS is gone, um, in fact. But 
during the time that I was doing that job, um, I was also kind of being groomed to, to understand how to do radio systems as well and encryption and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm glad that that happened because at the end of my enlistment, um, when I was an NCO, I got sent to combat engineer battalion. And um, when I got there, they made me a radio operator. <laughs> and so I had to kind of adapt to that. And I thought it was funny at the time because I was like, this isn't my primary job. Uh, I can't necessarily guarantee that I'll do this as, as good as someone who has, you know, done this primarily as their job. Um, but funny enough, I was actually better than all of their radio operators because of the fact that I'd been groomed to do that for so long um, in an actual, you know, unit that was doing a lot of field operations and combat operations. So there's no, no problem at all for me to take that role. And that's a good thing. So that adaptability, I think, can carry a long way. Um, and you want to have, um, you want your team to be strong, um, not just in, individually, right? You want everyone to know that um, all the skills that everyone has are, are teachable skills. So anything that you know how to do, you can teach someone else to do. And that just makes everyone more effective. If someone moves on to another job or gets promoted to a different position, then there's not that kind of training gap um, that sometimes we would see and that would usually result in hiring another person or something. Not that I wouldn't want more people to be hired into, you know, uh, positions, but it's just a fundamental way to kind of keep the team um, working as a whole. That way there's not as much, uh, you know, knowledge lost if someone transits out of those positions. Um, but also, um, I think that that's a good point that you made because people don't really think about that. And so they probably should. Um, now that we're actually, I, I feel like we're kind of in ballpark of it because clearly the jobs that we had in the military are not the jobs that we're doing in the civilian world at all. Um, and, but despite that, um, what did you feel like, what did translate for you? Like you've been mentioning, you've been talking about like teamwork, you've been talking about, um, some other elements like are, are there like little things that like really really stand out to you I mean there's a number of small things that do stand out to me I think uh, learning how to be a professional in a, in a very difficult environment and so uh, I know that when I was applying for jobs initially before I, I got this one a lot of them said ability to work in a fast-paced environment under stress and I always laughed because I thought, yes, of course I can do that, <laughs> you know? So that was something that I never worried about and I would have no problem demonstrating. And if they asked me, I would tell them why. Um, and certainly that was a good thing. Um, some smaller things too, like I think just confidence uh, was a big thing. So when you accomplish things that are, are incredibly challenging, um, any branch of the military is difficult to be in. And when, when you've accomplished some of those goals and you've met milestones in your military career, I think that you have a sense of pride and you also, you know, you can feel confident in yourself and what you've done to a certain degree. And so that does, I think, help you become more um, employable because that confidence, I think, is, is pretty key in a lot of positions. I think that uh, being willing to learn new things has always been something that I thought was a useful skill that I learned. 
in the military because I was constantly being asked to learn something new that I had absolutely no familiarity with. And it was fine. You know, I just adapted and, and did it. And so I think that that kind of curiosity and just willingness to learn um, has certainly helped me quite a bit. I think that, you know, let's see. I think maturity too is important. I mean, that's not something you put on your resume, but you know, when you're 20 something and you go in the military, you spend four years or more doing that, you start to see the world a little bit differently. I think perhaps you take the um, prospect of a, of a good job more seriously and you also don't take it for granted if you get it. And so that probably makes you a more dedicated worker. And so it's just a lot of those things I think that really factor in and, and are really uh, great things that you can come out of the military with. Yeah, that feels uh, a lot of line, along the lines of my experiences. Uh, I would feel like I would characterize myself like I feel like how I'm in a professional environment is I feel like an endurance runner where it's like I can keep going for as long as necessary despite uh, anything else that's happening or despite exhaustion or being tired like if I need to pull through on something like I can but the way of which I do it I feel like is a direct testament to how I was in the military because um, prior to that I, I can definitely speak to my lack of discipline I can speak to uh, <laughs> a, a lack of my maturity in a lot of different ways and um, and just like kind of understanding the notion of like what is hard work. On, on the flip side, uh, I feel like it also puts me in situations where I can gauge appropriately how well I also fit in particular environments. Like I know how I am professionally. I know my comfort levels. I know what I want and what I don't want. I've had jobs where almost immediately I was like, I'm not gonna be a fit here because how I'm being treated is very weird and uncomfortable and I feel disrespected despite the fact that I'm doing my best and I don't wanna continue working in this environment. And since unlike the military, I have the option to leave, the moment I get the chance to leave, I'm gonna take that uh, chance to leave. And so, but then also same thing when it comes to like learning. I think that's one of the best things about the military is the military taught me how to learn and like I did warrior leadership school where like their huge thing was like, at least from my instructors, they were like, we're not worried about your ability to retain knowledge. We're worried about your ability to find knowledge that you need to find uh, as, like when it, when it arises. And so like for their concern, it was more focused on how quickly can you pick something up or research something or pull something up um, rather than just internalizing it. We want to know that you have an actual research ability and uh, which I felt firmly at home with, like that was kind of one of the most productive, I feel like training environments that I had in the military was being able to be like, yeah, I know if I don't know something, I can find it out as best I can. And if I can't find it out, I can do my best to find somebody who can find it out. And so I, I feel think, like, oh, go on. Oh yeah, I think that the, the good thing too is that there's always some sort of training um, available to you if you're interested in it. There's There's like, ways to lap move into another MOS. At least I recall that from the Marines. Um, if there was something that you're really interested in, you know, we had, I mean, I think all the branches have tuition assistance to some degree, but we had some of our NCOs were taking classes in community college. 
on various um, software. I remember that being a thing because I know uh, software became really important to a lot of different positions in the military around that time. And so I recall them you know, taking courses like that and finding ways to you know, work that into how they can actually perform better on their job. Um, I took some classes too. I mean, they helped me uh, to, to, to have some more credits when I finally got back into school and I got out. Um, most of those were business related and uh, communications related writing related and stuff like that so i think that was more professional development stuff and i thought that that was really useful too and you know i would encourage any veterans who are still or well veterans wouldn't be able to do this but anyone who's still in the military rather would uh, take advantage of resources like that if they're training opportunities any kind of advanced training that you can get all that stuff can really help out and uh yeah yeah um, I wish I had done tuition assistance. I didn't do that. I think that would probably, in, in retrospect, I think that would have been incredibly useful for me. Um, at the same time, I also know it took me a minute to kind of get an understanding of like what I actually wanted to do in school. And, um, but it was also nice because the moment I did kind of have an understanding, like I did use my GI Bill. And um, the moment I did have an understanding of what I wanted to do, I was able to kind of hit the ground running for that. And that's something that I'm really, really grateful, grateful for and really appreciate. And, you know, I was able to knock out my undergrad in four years. And two of that was at community college. And it was also nice because I use that, uh, that I'm blinking on the name of it, but basically it allowed you to transfer some of your military schooling into credits. And that gave me about a semester. And so mentally I was like, oh, I've already got a semester of college done. Like may as well do it. And that was a motivating factor for knocking out my first year. And then, you know, once I knocked out my first year I was basically on a push from there out. But like the GI Bill was super useful um, and incredibly helpful. It gave me the opportunity to pursue internships while I was going to school full time. And I was also taking summer classes and everything on top of that. And um, and so, I mean, you know, characterizing that, I guess, as an employment-related resource, that, that was fundamental for me to actually ending up in the professional world outside of just my military career, but using the GI Bill um, was pretty instrumental in that. I, didn't, I haven't really used other employment-related resources. I tried going through vocational rehabilitation. Um, I personally had a bad experience with that and was not a fan of my experience with that, but I also recognize that uh, regional offices drastically vary and kind of how uh, your experience might be. I don't know if you've used any of those resources. I, I looked into them. I didn't, yeah. I didn't actually pursue them. I did actually partner with the agency not related to the VA at all. Um, there's a program for a software company that I won't necessarily name um, at this point, but uh, they had a program to train veterans on the specific software, and I went and checked it out, and I, I did the whole course. It was like a couple weeks long, um, but it, it taught me something, and uh, what I learned was that I was completely bored with the idea of using this software professionally. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe that sounds a little funny, but you know, the business environment about it, like I got a little taste for that. I got in 
to the offices and got to meet people. And they were really nice and really helpful. And I, I, you know, I was grateful, of course, for you know, them allowing me to, to learn this new uh, skill. However, this was in a, a period of time where I was really trying to, um, I, was, I would go as far as to say I was struggling with, well, what do I really want to do, you know? Um, on the verge of, you know, finishing an advanced degree, it's time to really kind of make a decision where, you know, where do I see myself? And, and that was when I kind of had an epiphany that I don't want to work in a business environment. I'd rather work with people and helping people, um, not based on profit. And so then that's kind of how I started to really see nonprofits as a, as a possible opportunity for employment. And, um, you know, I think that it was smart of me to really have that intuition about it. Otherwise I would have ended up doing you know, some job that I, I, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy or I would have left eventually. Um, I don't think that everyone knows what they're suited for, you know, right out the gate. I mean, military is completely different than, um, than civilian life. Um, that's probably an understatement. But when you start looking into particular industries that are out there and what you could possibly uh, find yourself doing, uh, you really have to ask yourself, well, what do you really want? Uh, what are your strengths? And so I would say, if I had to give advice to veterans, make an honest assessment about not just your, you know, hireability or your resume or your skills, but yourself, you know, what do you really want to do with your life? Because um, these are the kinds of decisions you're making when you start to look for work. Uh, your impact can, can really be important to other people. And so think about how you want to affect other people's lives, which is something to consider. Yeah. And I think those learning moments like are super valuable. Like I think that was a successful training event for you because you came out with it with a lot, clearly, right? And yeah, and I wish that was also kind of like a more encouraged mindset or something where, because like, I feel like sometimes our military experience is characterized as like this exploratory time period, but I think it, it should really like, if you are in that situation, you should embrace that for fully what it is. Um, I think the military is a great way to find out what you are and are not interested in. Um, when I joined the military, I joined in as military police, even though I never did law enforcement. And um, like, you know, I was kind of under the mindset of like, oh, I have some family who are in this field and everything. It seems like a field that kind of streamlined to get into. Maybe if I do this, this could help me like eventually become like in law enforcement down the line. And, uh, and I quickly found out that was absolutely not what I was interested in. And, uh, and that was just something where I was like, nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like in the civilian world, I don't want to do this for a career. Like I want to be in a position where I'm doing like community service and ways that engage policy. And so I think that was fundamental to kind of shaping my understanding. Cause if you were to ask 19 year old me what I wanted to do, I would have no idea. Uh, 23 year old me had a significantly better idea what I wanted to do, which ultimately guided me into um, higher education uh, pathway that was perfect for me. That was great for me. But I would have not have known that if my hand had been forced any sooner. I also feel like that's kind of the challenges with sometimes with uh, like employment related resources or even the GI Bill is like this notion of, okay, I'm going in, I need to know what I'm going in for and then knocking it out. When it's just like, honestly, 
folks should have a period of time where they're just browsing around trying to find out what they want. I love community college. I think community college is the greatest thing on earth. Uh, I think people should totally take whatever community college classes that they can to get a taste for a whole variety of different things. But this isn't stuff that necessarily gets talked about when we talk about employment. Like it's always kind of after the fact. We're talking to people who maybe they already got their degree or maybe they're like, I don't wanna go to college. I would rather go to a trade school or I would like to do a continuation of what I do in the military, but in the civilian world. And so, you know, first thing that comes to mind for me on that is medics. And which is also a misfortune because those certificates don't translate into the civilian world. And so those folks, even if they have all that professional experience, then have to go through the loop again to get all that certification of which like has been streamlined in certain capacities, which is great. And, uh, and there's definitely gaps of knowledge that do need to be filled at times. And there's also ways of which I feel like their professional experience might be more relevant than other people's uh, military professional experience. But there's just like, you know, the military, and our backgrounds is not monolithic. And, uh, and I think that's a whole host of challenges in itself because that's hard to give advice uh, with how different our experiences can be. Exactly. Every veteran's going to have a different experience once, once they get out and get into the job market. It's, I think, one of the better reasons to start networking with veterans I mean, it's better to network with veterans for a lot of different reasons, not just for professional reasons, but um, specifically, if you can reach out to people who are already out in the field that you want to be in that are veterans, I think that that's really a great way to, to get connected because typically they're going to be more approachable uh, when it comes to actually giving you some advice. Uh, sometimes things are out of reach you're a veteran or anyone really, anyone looking for a job, maybe you're interested in a particular company and you know, you're trying to find ways to get their attention, but it just seems impossible. Um, maybe you look at who's working at the company and you notice, oh, there's a Marine working in the marketing department. Maybe I can reach out to that person and they could help me out. And I would almost guarantee that if you do, They'll probably get back to you. I mean, I would if someone sent me an email and they were like, hey, Victor, you know what? I'm really interested in policy. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into it? And I would say, sure. You want to get some coffee and or you want to talk sometime? Anything like that would be you know, perfectly OK with me because, you know, I understand what it's like to be in that position. And I've heard and countless stories from other veterans about how difficult it is to get hired. And you know, it's really unfortunate to hear that, but certainly finding networks that you can connect with, you know, making sure that you're taking advantage of resources that are out there. And those are all really key things that you can start to do. Yeah, that's, uh, and same thing like talking about other veterans. I've seen so many different things and I also feel like there's such a distinction, like, you know, it varies so much depending on what you did in the military, what your branch was, were you listed or were you an officer? Because um, I feel like officers have such vastly different experience than the rest of us, since both of us are enlisted. I feel like anytime I hear officers talk about employment, it feels like they almost had employment set for them before they left the military. And so there's just like kind of like this weird divide in that sense. And a lot of the challenges I hear are a lot more coming from enlisted. And, you know, and the experiences do drastically vary where some folks seem to 
uh, kind of have it set up or a good idea of like, hey, like what I did in the military is what I want to do in the civilian world. And they do have like a cleaner transition and they're able to find ways to do that and implement that, which is great. That's fantastic for them. Um, but then there's other veterans who, despite whatever they did in the military, despite however well their military career might have gone, um, maybe employment is just this huge challenge. They're just struggling to pick up jobs. It could also be where they're at. Did they go back to their hometown that doesn't really have any jobs like that? Um, or are they also in a city where maybe the jobs that they're interested or the jobs they're not getting hired for? And and so, and I've seen people like also talking about other services. I've seen people like, even though I know I had a rough experience with Vogue Rehab, I know other people who have had fantastic, fantastic experiences with Vogue Rehab. And Vogue Rehab has been instrumental into them getting into their particular uh, jobs where they're at now. But, you know, just the wealth of information out there and kind of the evidence out there and seeing that employment is not as cut and dry as I think recruiters would have us believe when it comes to actually being a uh, military professional. Um, it, it does just drastically vary. And I wish that there was a bit more forward thinking or more forward explanation on, hey, this is, this is genuinely what to expect. You do get great training. You learn a lot of stuff. You gain a lot of discipline. You do fundamentally change in a lot of different ways that are important to be able to survive in a workforce. Um, a lot of civilian employers don't necessarily understand that. And that's just because they don't have the proper cultural training on that. They don't know what it means. But then we as veterans also struggle to actually express it and talk about it and articulate our experiences in a way that they can understand. 